0: Welcome to Full Bloom, the podcast for millennials on a journey to understanding purpose and figuring out what it means along the way. My name is Martina Lindo, and I believe we can learn from each other's experiences and hopefully help each other to bloom and grow into the people we were always meant to be. Your journey to full bloom starts right now. everybody welcome to another episode of full bloom and today i'm excited to share with you something very interesting that happened to me so first of all welcome to the show and i hope you're having a great week welcome to monday um you know, Monday gets a really bad rap because it's the beginning of the week. You got to get up and go to work for those people who do get up to go to work. Or you got you to gotta just get up, period, and readjust your mind from the weekend. So I know it's tough. So good job. Congratulations. You made it to Monday. Let's make some stuff happen this week, okay? So our purpose rant for today is very interesting. So my mother-in-law got me this plant for Mother's Day. Um, She got me a, I think it's a palm, and I named it fern. So for the last few weeks, Mother's Day was in May. We're in July. So I've been, I failed, guys. I failed miserably at taking care of this plant. And I just feel so bad because it was so cute initially. Like I was watering it. And, like, again, if you ask my husband, he'll be like, oh, my God, she only watered it, like, three times. That's not true. First of all, she got me a low-maintenance plant, one that I only needed to water, like, once a week. So, I was doing that, but then I got busy, and then we moved. And so, it just, it got really difficult to keep up with the plant. So, now, it's kind of just sitting in our living room, and it looks dead. Well, it doesn't look dead. It's dead. And, (laughs) so, now but honestly like I'm looking I'm looking at it right now and it's still salvageable like I feel like I can be able to bring it back to life so first if there's anybody out there with a really great green thumb please holler at you girl because I need some tips cuz this girl right here has a black thumb so the purpose of my rant today about my dead plant is that sometimes we get things in our life that when we get them initially, they just look so beautiful. They're glowing, they're shining, they're li- they're lively, filled with green leaves and stems. And then after a short while, they just start to die. And they're not dying because they're any less beautiful, any less valuable. But we neglect them. We stop taking care of them. We stop nurturing them. We stop helping them to grow. And so I know for me, this plant is a daily reminder of the things that I'm not watering in my life. It's a constant reminder that, Martina, you need to get on top of this or you need to figure this out. And so I don't know what that fern in your life is, but don't let it die any further than it already has. Like, Find a way to help it to bloom again. Find a way to help it to come back to life it's just so sad looking at the plant because another part of like why this is so frustrating and, you know, a little disappointing for myself is because I know my mother-in-law really took the time to like find a plant that I could use or take care of. And I know she put a lot of thought into picking the right one just because anytime I go to her house, like it is filled with plants like everywhere literally she has a green thumb her garden is beautiful she it's just it's so nice like when you walk in you feel like you're in this oasis of life and so there are people in our life that you might be connected to that have this beautiful garden that have this luscious and full life and honestly it's because they're watering their plants (laughs) As simple as it sounds, like they're doing the things that they need to do to make them flourish, to make them grow. And so if you take stock of you know your garden and your plants and you say, well, why is it mine growing that way? Or why aren't things happening this way for me? Then it may be because you are not putting in the work that you need to. So this week, my encouragement for you black thumbs out there, (laughs) is to just try again. Go get a cup of water, put some ice in it, and water your plants. Like, help them to grow. Help them to flourish again. Um, I'm going to keep you guys updated on Fern because I am determined to bring it back to life. Um, I read some things online that you can, like, sing to your plant and, you know, talk to your plant. So, I'm going to do it. I know I sound crazy, but that's fine because... I really feel terrible about this plant, So don't let anything else die in your life, guys. Especially when somebody else gives it to you. You know, you should value it because it wasn't yours to begin with. And so now it's been trusted to you to bring life to it. And But now I'm just rambling. So I'm just going to end it with this. Take care of Fern. Don't let her die. And that's it.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: I Alright, all guys, so this week's adulting life hack is something very, very practical actually. Get a side hustle. And I'm going to tell you the story behind why a side hustle is this week's hack. So, A few weeks ago, I was, one of my friends came in from out of town. And I don't remember if I've already told this story, but honestly, I'm just going to tell it again. Um, He came in from out of town unexpectedly because he missed his flight and whatever. So I was like, all right, cool. He was going to go hang out with my sister. So I was like, all right, here, I'll pick you up from the airport and drop you off over there. So um, we were driving downtown and I see this couple like, Pulled up on the side of 10th Street. Like if you're familiar with Atlanta, you know 10th Street and Peachtree Road are a pretty or Peachtree Street rather are a pretty busy intersection. So this couple is pulled up on the side with a U-Haul truck. And I know y'all know those little Lime scooters or any of the little scooters that are coming out. I think Lyft has them and a whole bunch of other companies now. Uber has them. And so they were parked on the side of the road with this big U-Haul truck just grabbing all the scooters. And I was like, yo, what are they doing? And then my sister was like, this is a side hustle. Like, people do this to get money. I was like, how? So she explained it to me. And basically, you get a scooter, you take it home, and you charge it. And they give you $5 for every scooter that you charge. So I'm just like, wait a minute. The math mathematician in me is like let me do some calculations so this couple is like loading all of these scooters into the back of the truck and I looked it up online and apparently you go to this training and then they give you the charger I think they give you two chargers so they had their charger in the back of the truck so all they had to do is put these scooters in charge them up and then they unload them at a different stop as they're driving to pick up more if you do A hundred scooters in a day, if it's like two people, that's $500 a day. Now, obviously, if you work a full-time job, you can't do that. But if you're trying to make a little extra money on the side, that's a legit hustle, y'all. Like, go run a U-Haul truck for like $20 a day and then pile it up with some scooters and you got yourself a real hustle, okay? Now, the only thing about it is everybody's trying to do it now. So now you just gonna have all these people like, you know, fighting for the same scooters constantly. So I don't know how you're gonna figure that out, but I'm just saying, that's a real hustle. But if you don't wanna do that as a side hustle, there's so many other things that you can do. So this week's blog is actually going to be about side hustling. And so if you want some tips or some things that you could possibly do, look out for that this week. But all I'm saying is get you a side hustle. Like for me, when I was, I think, 12 or 13, my parents are pastors. And so they needed a flyer for church. And I was just like, OK, I'll figure it out. And, you know, almost 20, 20 years later, 15 years later, I'm, I'm aging myself, but that's fine. 15 years later, like that's my legit side hustle. Like I do marketing and web design and you know, I create flyers for companies, for businesses all the time. And it's because when I was 13, my parents needed a flyer for church and I kind of just figured out how to do it. And over time I've just gotten really good at it. Like I'm self-taught. So I still definitely learn a lot along the way, but just having something else to bring in, you know, an additional source of income is always good. Like there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they talk about how million a millionaire always has seven streams of income. So I have about four right now. So I'm on my way to that million, okay? <laughs> Hopefully I can figure it out like them. But no, for real, like figure out some way that you can make a little extra money. Like depending on what your skills are, depending on what your interests are, you just never know. So that's your life hack for this week. Get a side hustle. So our guest this week is none other than Miss Keisha M. White. She is a brand coach and web designer uh, from Keisha M. White Designs. And I just really enjoyed my conversation with her because she's just real about the struggles that she faced when trying to figure out how to leave her full-time job and turn her side hustle into a full-time gig. Y'all check it out.
1: Okay, here we go.
0: All right, so I'm joined today with Miss Keisha White, and she is somebody that I met through Instagram. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Um, And she has... A really unique story, not unique in the sense like nobody else has done it, but it's really interesting and I'm really excited to have her on today. So, hey girl, hey. Okay, hi. So, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Okay, well, perfect. Well, thank you again for having me on the podcast. And uh, my name is Keisha White and I'm the founder of Keisha and White Designs. And i uh currently do website and brand design. It's like full service website and brand design for women in uh the coaching speaking and consulting space um so yeah, so I've been working in my business uh started on the side a few years ago, and I've been doing it full time for I think about nine months or so now. Nine, I think yeah. and how's it been going? Uh, it's been crazy. Like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just always exhausted. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's I guess it's kind of a good thing. I feel like with it being busy so fast, I learned a lot quicker mm-hmm. per se, I guess, than if I would have, yeah. I guess if it would have been a slower start, uh, then it maybe would have taken me longer to learn certain things that I learned quicker. So yeah, but
0: trying to, yeah, trying to get those hard lessons out of the way out the door versus like learning it like a year down the road yeah, or something
1: exactly yep so that's the, the upside of it all so it's been good so far
0: <laughs> so I've kind of been following you for a little bit on social media and you talked about how you left your corporate job um what was that like um you know the day that you decided hey I'm gonna quit and I'm just gonna go do this full
1: time yeah so with my story with corporate so I have um, I guess for a quick, quick backstory. So I was in college, and I just literally went to school because that was what we were told to do. And uh mm-hmm. just was an overachieving type of kid who just wanted to get a scholarship, almost because I just like getting awards and stuff as a child. I don't know why. So, <laughs> so anyway, so I just kind of win. I was like, okay, this is what I mean, everybody likes to be recognized. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was like, oh, I got another little trophy for all A's. It was just so so nerdy, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was kind of the same way, really. We're going off to school, too. It was like not necessarily I was going and like choosing a major and all this stuff because it was what I wanted to do. It was just like, OK, well, mm-hmm. they gave me a scholarship and this is a prestigious looking thing to do. Uh, and then I right. even with picking a major, I didn't really know what to pick. For real, for real, I remember just looking at movies with like the business women dressed up with their suits, and I was, like, oh, that looks kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> so kind of <laughs> just like, so I really feel like I literally kind of picked a major just randomly because uh, we grew up in a. I'm actually from a small town in Georgia, Columbus, Georgia. So it's not mm-hmm. a lot of like career people around. It's kind of more of a blue collar town, to be honest. So, yeah. like, because even my dad worked at the power plant, he didn't go to four year school. My mom uh, was secretary at the hospital, so, didn't really have a lot of exposure, I feel like. So, I just picked some right. business marketing major and went and didn't really like it, but didn't know what else to do. And they ended Mm -hmm. up kind of graduating and kind of half looking for a job and half not because I was kind of like, well, I don't even like this. I don't know what to do (laughs) because I um, (laughs) did have one internship back in college, hated it. And I kind of knew even that was only at like 19 that I didn't really like it, but Mm -hmm. I just didn't see any other options. So anyway, so long story short, got to I feel like I graduated around that recession time a little bit. So the job search is kind of harder anyway. Uh, so I couldn't find anything, and I did some bounce around a lot with uh, working as a bank teller, then AmeriCorps. Then after AmeriCorps, found a job in sales uh, with AT and T. And I never planned to go into sales. I wasn't really like a overly like extroverted sales person, but I just yeah, couldn't. Yeah. I was just desperate at that point. <laughs> um so yeah so pretty much my whole time in corporate I was just in sales jobs and I literally I hated every job like except the one that I left it was it seemed to be okay in the beginning because it was for software and I Mm love tech I eventually figured out that technology was something I kind of liked after uh starting a blog on the side and learning how to design my own blog and I took all these little evening web design classes and stuff um so anyway, so I had already kind of been doing a little technical stuff on the side and uh while I was yeah. learning all that I was in the most boring industry like in the paper industry for that, but it was just super easy during the day. Yeah, yeah it was so boring, but <laughs> but it was like the perfect <laughs> to be if you want to learn another skill after work cuz you never had to work late yeah. and you didn't really have to use your brain. Yeah, work. it was, it was perfect, like work like Yeah, practice. yeah, that's the only reason I stayed there so long because I was like, okay, whatever, I could just copy and paste emails all day and then go to my class after work, and I don't really <laughs> have to have to worry yeah, about I didn't it. think about it too much. So, um, so anyway, so ended up wanting to leave there because I needed more pay. Uh, because they, their pay, they were really cheap. That's the thing about that paper industry stuff; they're not like the best paying industry and i needed to get a car my car was like smoking and doing all this extra stuff so i was like okay i'm not (laughs) gonna be able to stay here so then started looking for other jobs and uh found this job in software sales um so it was technically my second software sales job but this particular one it was kind of geared towards entrepreneurship uh software for it was called um well, I don't want to say the name because it wasn't the best experience. But anyway, but it was entrepreneur type yeah, software okay. <laughs> for you to do all of your marketing <laughs> automation. Like, you know how all those marketing funnel follow up emails and all of that. Yeah, um, so we would be on the phone every day talking to entrepreneurs like, what's your marketing strategy? How do you get your leads? How do you follow up? And I liked all that part of it. And then the commissions were way better, too, because I could actually get the car. I was like, yeah, I don't have to deal with the smoky car anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so um but anyway the company was just ended up it just kind of went downhill because they wanted to go public really really bad with them being in tech and when those little tech companies go public all these people get all these kickbacks from it you get yeah and -hmm. then with us being in sales my office was like a remote office because their headquarters was across the country over west coast area and we, they were trying to start a new mm-hmm. East coast area and an office in Atlanta to get like UK clients and, uh, Africa, just cause we, with our time zone, we were in the East coast time zone three hours ahead of them. Yeah. So anyway, so we ended up kind of almost being the black sheep of the company and it was just like, we were treated so <laughs> crazy and I was basically demoted. And then some of my other teammates were like, let go. Cause in sales with the quota pressure, they don't play about those like performance plans yeah. and you have kind of like one month with a lot of companies to get off that or you have to just leave. So I think like two or three of my teammates got put on those. They wanted to keep me. They were like, you're a hard worker. So we're just going to offer you this, which was a lower base. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not doing this. So I started looking for jobs again because I had been looking for jobs every year since I was was doing all this sales stuff. It wasn't really the most stable career. <laughs> so it's like even though you're mm-hmm. in corporate well, I mean,
0: I I will, like, that all of your experiences kind of were leading you to where you would eventually end up. Yeah, even, that? yeah,
1: pretty much. Because that's why like I feel like I didn't really have, you know how a lot of people are like, oh, I love my job. And they had these normal stable jobs. Yeah. yeah was first company with AT&T they <laughs> used to do layoffs every year. So that's why I left there and then <laughs> and then yeah. other just you never, had Yeah. So everywhere I went, it was just an issue. So by the time we got to this one and they were doing all that, and I was trying to look for other jobs and trying to kind of pivot from sales to go to the site where you install the mm-hmm. software for the companies instead of selling it or teach them how to mm-hmm. use it per se. Uh, Cause I was like, okay, I can teach the clients how to use it after they've been sold. I can do that. So, but I could not find anything. And then one company even told me I was, they came up with some stuff like you're too organized. And I'm just like, what in the world? Who's what kind of naturally had the hr girl call me back and tell me that i'm like okay you're so just with all that i was just kind of at a standstill i was like okay well what are you gonna do because i just knew at that point after it was almost seven or eight years with sales and all this kind of stuff and i was like Mm -hmm. i'm not doing that again and i was kind of considering one of those coding boot camps where they train you uh for like six months to be a developer Because I was like, well, maybe with a developer, they'll still Mm -hmm. make really good money, but it won't be as biased and just unpredictable as sales can be. But then I started thinking, well, with that, then I'm going to have to be still out begging for a job again with somebody. to. (laughs) So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm done. I'm just going to go ahead and just try out these other skills that I had been working on. Like during those years at the paper company, kind of in the evening, I was built slowly building up the web design stuff and the blogging. And yeah doing a little bit of freelance work and I had been working on it, but just kind of stopped. But so I was like, okay, if I pick this back up, then I think I can make something out of this to make it into a business to just get out of this sales life. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, did you ever think that that's what you would end up doing? Like the idea? Cause I feel like we grew up thinking that you yeah. are on this set path, go to the diploma, go to college, get a nine to five and work that for the rest of your life. Like nobody really gave us an alternative to that. So when you found yourself in that situation, like, were you sure about doing it, or was it just something that you kind of felt like, "Oh, I'm just going to do this to try it out because everything yeah, else?" is So isn't really, really
1: I knew. Out. Like even when I was the first sales job, like back in the and days, that was when I kind of first discovered Marie Forleo mm-hmm. online. And I just loved how she had this flexible, like, online lifestyle. Well, just not on, but an online business. And I loved the flexible because yeah. I didn't like the structure of corporate and, like, how you had to just be there at the desk every day. And, right. like, you can't travel when you want to. You got your little 10 days mm-hmm. a year. Um, yeah, and then even yeah, the income aspect, it. too, is, like, how your income is kind of limited. With sales, you can kind of make a little extra money, but still, even you never know what they rules they'll throw right. on you. But anyway... So I knew I wanted some kind mm-hmm. of online business um, at some point, but I didn't really know what until I uh, dabbled in blogging, I guess. And I started noticing that bloggers were kind of making money online mm-hmm. because I didn't even know blogging was like a money-making thing, honestly, yeah. when I first started it.
0: <laughs> right. And I think a lot of people still don't understand yeah. how it works fully, but it can be very lucrative if you, like, you know, brand yourself, yeah. which we're going to talk about
1: with yeah, you Yeah, so after kind of seeing that, and I remember I came across a girl's page on instagram who said she was a blogger and a web designer and i was like oh i kind of like this website stuff that i'm doing over here Mm -hmm. (laughs) so then i um ended up signing up for this evening (laughs) web design class thinking i would use it for a business but i just this was like year this was maybe 2014 yeah i think that was 2014 and even though last year 2018 it had been four years since i started all that i just never gave myself up time frame of when to take it as a business I just kind of yeah, was thinking oh when I'm older I'll do it right. even though I really had no reason to wait <laughs> until I was older but yeah
0: no yeah and I think that's a good point too because it's like I think we all kind of feel like I know for me I'm always like okay I have to learn this skill and have to learn how to do this before I you know take this leap of faith or before yeah. I invest in this so
1: it's it kind of like we learned that mentality where it's like, you, gotta mm-hmm. you got to wait till you've got the skills exactly. before you do that's the what I, After you know what all I mean? that stuff happened, I'm like, wait, you learned this stuff. How many years ago? Three, two or three, four years ago. And you're just sitting here not using it. So. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, my husband says it to me all the time. Yeah. He's
0: like, you know, you have two degrees and what are you actually doing with them? And so that's kind of like you know, a hard mm-hmm. pill to swallow sometimes when you think about it. It's like, you spend all this money on your education, but yeah. are you using it as much as you could be? But I think it's because you know, entrepreneurship for a long time was mm-hmm. not something that people pushed. They want you to have like a stable lifestyle and you know, no,
1: you, you yeah, know, it's know. not it's stable so all the time. Especially I feel like as a minority, I feel like a lot of people don't acknowledge that, like how, be it black and corporate, like I feel like they kind of Barely yeah. white black people in there, <laughs> so it's just like they may hire a couple of us, <laughs> and then it's like, Yeah, take what you can get. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like I don't see a ton quota. of like, advancement and stability as a minority. Either. It's kind of at the end of the day, it's their companies, they're mm-hmm. looking out for their kids. That's especially down here in Georgia. This whole oh my god, they love right, UGA, there, or like, right. Oh, my son went to UGA, I'm gonna. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. so I'm just like okay this is I feel so out of place but I'm gonna make it work but yeah I just kind of got tired of that whole feeling of being out of place and like they're just looking at you like you are capable of less too sometimes yeah. Uh, but anyway,
0: mm-hmm. yeah that feeling of like inadequacy so like do you feel played a part in you like wanting to you know, push out and, yeah, definitely. and pursue something just with,
1: different. Like I said, was not really liking sales. I had been trying to get out of sales for a long time, but none of the employers yeah. would ever quote unquote, take a chance on me. I guess I would like always apply to other things and sometimes get into the interviews mm-hmm. and they would just always be like, no, you've been, in, you have sales on your resume everywhere. So just making a switch. It was just like, I was just always blocked. Yeah, from me and I'm like, yeah, well, having I need to give it. myself a career change by <laughs> <laughs> by starting a business and not have to keep begging for it for <laughs> year after year. So. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of
0: talked about just like the whole process of, you know, transitioning from being in the corporate space to being on, you know, an entrepreneur, essentially. So what's been the most difficult part of that?
1: Mm, So I would say, I feel like in the beginning, the most difficult, I guess, was kind of booking a lot of too many projects at one time, uh, because I kind of over, I guess, underestimated like the time Mm -hmm. commitment per project and when they would kind of finish. So Like The scheduling part has been a little difficult, and then I recently am trying to pivot Mm -hmm. my pricing and stuff to a new audience, uh, because I feel like for where it's going, I want to do fewer projects at a higher price instead of doing so many um, at more, because I feel like the price I was having before, they were attracting Mm -hmm. more of the side hustle type people, which nothing against me. Yeah. Yeah. So then they would kind of drag projects on longer because they didn't really have a sense of urgency because it wasn't a major thing to them. Then their budgets are smaller because they I don't know. I feel like a lot of people in that space they get websites, but I don't yeah, know if they know, use you're them. Right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And so, I think that's more yeah. fun like in this so, space yeah. is like really knowing your
0: audience and catering and tailoring yeah. your product to that audience because otherwise people will just be out here wasting yeah. your time. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of like trying to get myself more visible to like people who have like a real mm-hmm. established business and they're actually making money off yeah, of money. it already. But that part to me has been a little challenging because I feel like uh, everybody my age, I guess, would be in this early 30s age. Like it's still mostly in corporate, I guess. And none of them care yeah. about business or want to start a business. So it's not like I had this network. Oh, of. <laughs> so it's kind of like trying to build a new, yeah, like online network and I'm trying to learn like Facebook stuff through a business coach I just got, so I just started with that. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that'll. And do
0: you feel like that was like a really valuable choice that you made?
1: Yeah, so I literally just signed up for what's I don't know what what day is (laughs) yesterday. Yeah, (laughs) so I feel like it's going to be because a lot of the more I was doing, I guess what a lot of the general. I don't know. You know how people are always like, yeah, get push content out there and post every day. And I feel like it was attracting leads, but it was just still all those side hustle beginners. serious about like getting started now. Yeah. Or if they were, they just weren't mm -hmm. the best client. And they don't have the budget for what I'm trying to charge. Because I'm trying to pretty much charge like double what somebody Mm -hmm. like them could even pay. Because to me, it doesn't even make sense for them to pay that rate if it's a side hustle or if it's new. Like you need to just get uh, get it off the ground and then come back to me after you are actually you can get a ROI on your investment from uh, when you have and an I established think business. You understanding anyway.
0: that, and it kind of leads into the next part of the conversation where it's like you can you don't need to entertain people who don't understand you know your purpose. And I'm not trying to be like all deep or whatnot, but it's like if somebody's yeah. not aligning themselves to your standard quote unquote, I really don't think it's fair to you or your skill set to invest, you know, a significant amount of time yeah. into, you know, being a part of their project because they really might not value you as much. So with mm-hmm. that being said, like in terms of your purpose in this new space, what do you think that is? Like if you had to summarize that in one sentence, like if somebody asks you what's your purpose, what would you tell them?
1: Mm. So I don't know. Cause I feel like sorta of with purpose. I don't put a ton of it around like the vocation right. side would work. But if it had to be work related, uh I like more like the brand transformations for people who really kind of have a just a solid grasp of what they're doing and helping them to mm-hmm. illustrate that visually, uh, to appeal to the right people and to really reach the business goals. Cause that's what I love is somebody has a specific goal that they want to reach and they can Articulated, and we can have a conversation about it. It's
0: so (laughs) funny that you say that because I think a lot of people miss this. Sometimes you were saying like, you know, in terms of your purpose, you know, connecting it to your vocation. I do think that it's important for us to figure out how those two things meet, because if not, then Mm -hmm. you kind of end up like a lot of people working a corporate job that doesn't really add value to your life. So, You know, outside of the vocational, the occupational side of things, you know, how do you feel like what you're doing isn't is aligning to your purpose? And like, do you feel like you even know what Mm -hmm. that is yet? I mean, it's okay if you don't, because I feel like we're all always figuring it out.
1: Yeah, because I don't really I feel like people to me put too much pressure on work to be like this Mm -hmm. purpose per se. I feel like I want to enjoy my work, but I don't really see I feel like I may in a few years get tired of web design and be like oh dang I lost my purpose because I'm tired of web design mm-hmm. so because I feel like it, people's careers have different evolutions to yeah. me um so to me a career is just a constantly evolving thing as you evolve as a person but I, I don't know I guess purpose overall to me is more like just who I'm becoming like did I feel stronger in myself today yeah. or did I? Pushed through a fear or did I push myself out of my comfort zone like those kind of things or new experiences or it's almost mm-hmm. like a purpose and yeah I think connections important with others. important
0: because of thing. you can put so much emphasis into figuring out okay what am I supposed to be doing what is this what is this like and you put pressure on yourself like you say to like figure out this one thing but I think you're right in saying that purpose is always evolving mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you are comfortable with that, then I think you open yourself up to living a much fuller life.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, it's because when you think about it, it's like the person you are when you pick something at 30 and you're somebody else by 50. Like, it's just probably you're not even going to be the same person. You develop new interests. Yeah. So you just. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely
0: agree. So like if you had to put a stamp on what I call living your best life, um, what would that be? Like, what does that look like for you living your best life? Mm,
1: So that definitely, I feel like using my full potential per se in the way that I can at the moment. Cause that's, I guess kind of what I didn't like about corporate. I felt like I had the potential to do so much more than what I was able to do in the kinds of jobs, uh, that I was able to get. Mm -hmm. Um, so just making sure I'm maximizing all that I have to give, uh, with the work and just getting better with it and then enjoying it I feel like right now I have like negative zero balance right (laughs) now (laughs) so I'm trying to get back to that point of where like okay this is supporting a full life so Mm -hmm. where you can like travel flexibly and be able to go to the museum in the middle of the day I don't know just anything I may want to do uh during the middle of the day and I don't have to like be on this just as soon as I wake up on the laptop do you feel like yeah is this kind of Lifestyle, um,
0: you know, perpetuates a cycle of burnout.
1: Yeah, I feel like it definitely can. Like, if you, especially if you listen to what other people think, oh, yeah, because this is one of my things with business too. I feel like you have to create your own definition of the business you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I feel like a lot of people are all like, yeah, hustle. I wake up at 5 a.m., but I'm like, nobody cares. Like, it's because <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't, is not always necessary. Because I feel like the good thing with business is not like a job where you have to just take what was handed to you. You can literally right. customize it to be like, if I want to more hands-off thing I can make this course or if I do want to work with people one-on-one I can choose who I work with and choose the packages I offer and I don't have to like work myself into the ground just to look like I'm busy so yeah anyway. no I, I
0: I agree I think sometimes too people feel like they have to always look like they're busy but they're putting a lot of energy into stuff that's not fruitful at all
1: yeah, yeah. Because then it's like, I guess like the Gary V's of the world. I feel like he authentically enjoys that life. So somebody like him, then like, go for it. But, <laughs> but if you don't really <laughs> even enjoy it, you're just doing it, then yeah, you need to kind of get clear. Because sometimes I'll do that with myself. I'll check in and be like, okay, what are my values? And what yeah. do I feel like would create a full life? And what am I lacking? Then I'll look at the list to be like, well, out of this list, what am I not doing? And how can I kind of pull some of that back in mm-hmm. so it doesn't go so one-sided where it's just all about work. Cause even though I like it, but at the same time I still want a full life at the same yeah. time too. So.
0: And I think you're right in saying like you want a full life. And one of the things that I've been struggling with now is like, especially being a new mom is finding a balance. And one thing I'm coming to realize is there's no such thing as balance. That's yeah. The, yeah. It, it doesn't exist. Some part of you is always going to be exhausted or overworked or underdeveloped at one point or another. And I think that's just a natural course of, like you said, evolving and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, finding the balance of unbalance, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, as you like try to create this whole idea of, you know, living a full life, do you feel like? you'll ever achieve any kind of balance with that or are you kind of just okay with going with the flow?
1: Yeah, I feel like definitely because uh, that's partially why I decided to uh, start with the coach yesterday because I just noticed that with my, um, because I guess with me coming from sales, something I did learn with sales is just about lead flow. It's like you want a consistent flow of leads, which is Mm -hmm. potential people to sign up for what you offer. And my lead flow has been like all these people who don't, who don't, they don't fit my ideal client of who can afford what I'm offering and who are established enough. And I'm like, yeah. okay, if I'm trying to get some balance and charge what I want to charge and hit certain income goals, cause I'm big on income goals too. I don't think you should just jump into business and be like hopefully I can pay rent this month I'm (laughs) I'm like I want to like do that in mores and have plenty to invest plenty to travel if I ever want to travel on a whim I can just go Mm -hmm. um so I'm like I'm not going to be able to do that with those kind of clients not uh so anyway so I was like okay I need to figure out a way to get it done so yeah so I'm definitely trying to pivot towards that way And even with the way my schedule is booked, I've been like turning a lot of projects, not a lot of them, but I guess those people who don't fit the mold, I haven't been changing anything for them. So it's almost turning projects down in a way Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of clear things out, to wait for the ideal clients. Cause I feel like I've, by working so much in a short time. I made a lot kind of quick. So now I can kind of like be picky and
0: yeah, and I think
1: that's a really good place to stagger- be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, okay, now I'm, I learned my lesson. I'm going to stagger these things. So mm-hmm. I feel like once I kind of go past, I feel like after June, I should be kind of leveled out yeah. in like somewhat of a normal space now. <laughs> so <laughs> so like, I'm almost When
0: you think about just the journey that you've been on in terms of going into this space of like entrepreneurship and, you know, kind of really putting yourself out there. For somebody who's like contemplating doing that, how do you, what's your biggest suggestion in terms of blooming in that space? Mm,
1: So I would just say, be someone who is constantly learning Uh, because to me, it's not necessarily a hard thing to do, but it's only hard if you're the type who won't like get on Google and Google stuff. And Mm -hmm. because sometimes I'll even get people are like, how did you get into web design? And uh, I'll answer them. But at the same time, I'm kind of thinking like you know it's a lot of stuff on the internet that <laughs> <And it's laughs> that's the exact same
0: question that i started with when i started talking to you
1: oh I, I don't I remember. It. But yeah that's what i
0: asked you. like like how did you start web design like what do you use
1: oh girl i don't even <laughs> i love like because so many people be asking the same kind of mm-hmm. questions but yeah but it's just it's a lot of stuff i feel like that you don't really know uh, you don't know, I guess, until you start working in something. So you're going to yeah. always have to be looking it up, whether it's looking up how to write your marketing emails or what to how to make a social media schedule or how to do something on a client's website or what to say on a consultation call. It's just so many little things to yeah. learn along the way. So it's just like being a self-development person. And then my oh, yeah. And the Last thing, too, is mindset is huge because I feel like a lot of this stuff is 80 percent mindset, I would say. Because if you're up here telling yourself like, oh, this is hard, or oh my God, I'm like, just so over everything. Like that negativity. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And telling yourself stuff is hard, that can slow you down.
0: Yeah. Exactly, because especially in our generation, like we've become so accustomed to, and I hate when my dad says this, but it makes total sense. He's always like, microwave generation, you just want me to pop it in and pop it out. Yeah, And it's like you, we have to kind of, train our mindset to put in a lot of hard work. And I think a lot of us at this age, not that we're lazy, but I think we're just used to things happening in a different, in in a much faster way than they're supposed to. And it's like, everybody's over here trying to build Rome in a day. With <laughs> yeah. That kind of like, you know, just build an empire overnight and it just, it doesn't happen like that. And so I think people set themselves up for some really unrealistic expectations about what can really happen Mm -hmm. and so then i think kind of like you they don't have the right mindset where you i mean kind of like what you said rather they don't have the right mindset going into it and so they burn out faster and then they don't connect themselves to the right people the right resources the right learning skills i guess and then it just doesn't happen for yeah them. and then they're like oh that wasn't my purpose that's not what i was supposed to be doing
1: mm-hmm. yeah because i've seen girls do that like who's they still work in corporate now but kind of like remind me of i don't know how some of the clients are but anyway but they've gotten websites designed and did all this stuff and worked on the business for like maybe five months four or five months and they're like well Nobody's really signing up. So I'm done. So they just have these nice websites yeah. out there and it's like, well, what are you doing? But <laughs> these weren't sites I designed. These was just people I kind of know. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, you got to put some marketing behind it yeah. after you, you- got to invest in it. I think oh, that's one thing that
0: we, I know I've taken away in terms of like, you know, just putting myself out there with different things is you have to invest in your dream or your idea or your purpose overall if you really want to see things happen. And an Mm -hmm. investment doesn't always just mean money or ideas. Mm -hmm. It means consistency. It means discipline. It means, you know, being okay with things not always being okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause that mindset stuff is huge. Cause even like before, I guess would have kind of going back to before I quit. Um, I was like so frustrated with just life and I was like, oh my God, all these years of looking for jobs and nothing's working. And I just went on this like huge, like book binge for like, a whole, almost the whole summer last year, I don't even think I watched TV because I was just <laughs> like, "What do these successful people know that I don't know?" Yeah. The same?
0: <laughs> no, you're and right. Then- I mean, if you listen to a lot of people, a lot of people that have found success, that's what they did. I mean, a lot of times we're mm-hmm. trying to move the wheel, but if you look at the person who's doing what you want to do successfully, there's nothing wrong with you know mimicking that and just putting mm-hmm. your own spin on it because it's working for them. So
1: if you put in the work, it can work for you Uh, too. Yeah, Because like definitely the common thread with like everybody's different books, it was just always coming back to mindset and, being and having tenacity to just keep going and I'm like okay if everybody's saying the same thing, right yeah, can't be I that feel hard. you I feel you well
0: thank you so much you've been such a delight and um I really wish you the best in all of your endeavors because you're really doing some great things and being an inspiration to all of us who are aspiring to live our best life
1: yeah, and good. be in
0: control of our own time so thank you
1: yeah you're welcome I'm glad it's inspiring for sure because I'm up here just trying to escape <laughs> from sales and I'm just like oh my god I can't do this so yeah so I'm glad to be an inspiration <laughs> in the midst of it all <laughs> Oh yeah and it'll definitely pay off so just keep striving mm-hmm. yay well good, good. So and thank before you for having you know, me getting...
0: oh absolutely and of course we'll follow up again to see how and where your journey takes you and hopefully you'll balloon all the way you know I gotta throw that in there (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: yes the name
0: yep so before you go uh, we're gonna play a little game that I like to call growing up millennial and I'm gonna ask you four questions and if you get them right that means you are a true millennial but if not we're gonna have to revisit your your title Mm -hmm, okay all right so here we go uh what social media site let you play music on your
1: page oh yeah that was my space
0: <laughs> good okay uh what is the official name for the hashtag sign What's the... i don't
1: know what is the name name of the hashtag sign? i thought it
0: was yeah like... so like it has a real name oh. it's not a hashtag it has a real name
1: oh, yeah i don't know i never learned that <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one the last person too.
1: It's a pound sign. Oh, oh, I guess so. Yeah, number. Oh, yeah, because I was kinda thinking number, but I forgot. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. Uh, next question. Name the original fourth member of Destiny's Child. Before they brought on the show. Who was the other member? Is it a little look- Latoya looking? Yes, okay. Yeah, Victoria, lucky. And I had more was her leaving, but that ain't none of my business. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, she's acting. Uh, name? She? Yeah, she is. She was in that one movie, Um, Preacher's yeah. Daughter, something yeah, like that. She's
1: good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't really like, oh, it, but yeah. <laughs> I, 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 still think. she uh, I, remember, <laughs> I remember that. Green, Greenwood, or something. The show on Oprah's network. She was in that. I forgot them. Oh yeah, 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 The one about oh shit I in some church. It's, show. it's, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: stick with what I you know, know right? <laughs> um all right, last question. Name three Nickelodeon shows.
1: Uh, so I remember Doug, I used to like that. Hey Arnold. Yeah, um, oh baby. yeah, hey Rugrats. Arnold. I used to watch all of them.
0: Rugrats. <laughs> All
1: right. It sounds
0: like you are a true millennial. Congratulations. You get to keep your title. <laughs> Slime my I know, right? <laughs> well, thank you so much again. And you have a wonderful okay, evening. you too. Thank you again for having So that's Keisha. Um, one thing that I really enjoyed about our conversation, and just even in just being connected with her, is she was very strategic. She thought ahead, she planned, and even though the plan didn't always work out, she knew what her next step her next steps were going to be. She had an idea of what she wanted it to look like, and so she was very intentional about how she went about doing. Her business and how she went about, you know, planning out her next steps in terms of being able to leave her job. And even though, you know, again, it wasn't what how she wanted it to be. It worked out in the end because she gave herself that buffer and allowed herself enough room to make errors. And so another part of like her journey now that I'm still watching through her Instagram, social media, she has now found a really specific niche. And so I think, again, going back to my, my, uh, again, going back to my life hack of the week, you know, when you're looking for a side hustle, it needs to be something that you can sustain, but also something that people will value and finding the people that it will value the most based on what you're doing. That way you're not, you know, pulling in all these different leads that are not, in alignment with what you actually want to do. You know what I'm saying? So from Bloom to Bloom this week, my encouragement for you is to find something new, something that you didn't expect that you were going to do and explore where it goes. Because I think a lot of times when we get comfortable doing one thing, we don't allow ourselves to experience new things. And I feel like that limits our experience in life in general. But two, it keeps us back from becoming the person that we're supposed to be in fullness so yeah you've gotten a hang of being this way but why not try doing something this way you know that old adage like oh if it ain't broke don't fix it I think that that's a very ignorant statement in a lot of ways one because yeah if something's working definitely don't do anything to damage its effectiveness but also, don't allow yourself to get stagnant and keep doing the same things over and over again. Like, that's just dumb. Honestly, I just feel like there's always so many things to learn. There's so much knowledge out there. There's so many things that you could be doing. And I just feel like, why limit yourself? Why say, oh, well, it ain't broke. No, you're going to be broke if you keep thinking that way. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a corny joke. You can take it. That's fine. But I just feel like, As people who are growing, and the thing about it too, as millennials, we constantly hear how we are changing culture and how we are changing how things are being done in the workforce, especially, you know, the idea of traditional ideas are just out. People are doing things differently now. And so we got to kind of continue to be the innovators and the thought leaders on how to do things. And so if you as an individual say, well, I don't want to try anything new then you're going to get left behind and that's going to suck because it's like you're going to see all your friends and all your people doing all these things and you're just like I'm just over here poor me like Eeyore but I don't want you to be like Eeyore so friends please try something new this week learn a new skill find a new friend honestly like make some new friends on Instagram make some new friends on Facebook or just go out I know it's hard but just do it do it So I hope you guys have an awesome week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast in Apple. And come back next week. And let's continue to bloom and purpose.